Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzzi. And this week we are off to the feudal past. What is this? The feudal times? No. What, when would this? I don't think it's feudal. Yeah. When would this be? This would it's be like just like 16th century. Okay. All right. The 16th century. Let's say. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, where in the game Agricola, all creatures big and small. Uh, Agricola All Creatures Big and Small is the two-player, slimmed-down version of the very well-known game Agricola. Uh, it is a shorter experience. I've actually never played Agricola. I've only played All Creatures Big and Small, so I can't compare the two too much. But I do know that this is a slimmed-down version for two players, and this is a pretty great game itself uh, that I enjoy because it is not too deep. And I kind of wonder if Agricola is overwhelming for me. But anyway, I am on a tangent. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Greek Club, All Creatures Big and Small, came out in 2012. It's two players. It plays in about 30 minutes. Uh, I'd say that's about right. Age 13 plus. Community, of course, says 10 plus. I would agree with that. I think this game has a lot of strategy to it, but I definitely think that it's uh, a 10-year-old could jump in and play it. Uh, weight is 2.35. Ooh, a 5. Such a rare thing, I feel like. And then designed, of course, by the famous Uwe Rosenberg. Art by Clemens Franz and published by Lookout Games or Z-Man Games, I believe, is the other popular one you'll see in the States. Uh, yeah, anyway, Agricola is, uh, all creatures big and small, I should say, is uh, really great. I don't want to spoil the <laughs> review, but that we were talking about this off camera or off mic before we uh, – or after we got done playing it. And we are like, yeah, we haven't played this well. Yeah, it's better than I remember. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk more <laughs> about that, our memories of it versus the reality of it when we played it again. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about how you play the game, and then we'll talk more about our experiences with it. Whew, all right, okay. <laughs> I gotta shake it out. This is gonna be, this is gonna, I'm gonna screw this up, but you know, as long as you get the basics. If you've ever played Agricola, it's it's as he mentioned, very similar, but a lot of the stuff got stripped out, and a few of the things got added in. Uh, it is in a worker placement game. Uh, in this game, each player is gonna start with three workers, and for the rest of the game, they will have three workers um each person also starts with their own little personal player board which contains essentially six spaces six squares on there one of the squares is already pre-filled with a cottage uh that is completely fenced around fences work a little bit differently in this game than they did in the original curricula mostly the same but a little bit different uh and then uh five pastures that are unfenced whatsoever um and then there is a game board that is uh, the kind of the central work area it is pre-filled with a bunch of stuff so there's spaces that get wood that get stone uh, a mixture of wood stone and reed or additional fences or things that allow you to place more fences or things that allow you to get animals out there or sheds or uh let's see stalls or special buildings or you can upgrade stalls into stables so those are all the basic types of things and also you can uh there's a spot where you can get more fences and you expand your player board out and the player board will expand it by one 
wide and three high because it's a three by two that you start with uh, so it expands it by another one to make it a three by one on the expansion uh, and the game it works similar to Agricola uh, whoever the starting player is uh, you can flip a coin to decide if you want to uh, but that person will place one of their workers on an available spot and then take those resources uh, and then the next player will place one of their workers on any available spot if it's already been taken by someone else then that is not available uh, and this, this keeps going until everyone has placed all of their workers. Uh, whenever you gain certain resources, any of the wood, uh, stone, or reed that just kind of goes to your personal player area, if you gain animals, uh, those go onto your player board and they must go into places that can hold them. And uh, you can hold one animal in your home uh, and you can hold two animals in any fenced-in uh, regular pasture area. And you can hold uh, a varying amount of things in the different buildings that you build, either stalls or stables. They each each of the buildings indicates in the lower right hand corner uh, how many animals it can hold. But there is also uh, troughs in this game, which were technically the sheds in the original game, uh, and you can place them in buildings or in pastures or in pastures that aren't fenced in or are fenced in uh, and they all hold they usually will double the amount if it's in uh in a location that can normally hold animals it will double it if it is outside an area so if it's in an unfenced pasture it can hold just a single animal uh, and basically the building rules are pretty much the same uh, except for now in this game you don't have to close off all your fences you can leave it open for future building stuffs you do not have to when you fence stuff close them uh, also as I kind of mentioned uh, each of the buildings contains their own fences so you can use buildings themselves as fence material uh, to kind of make the most of your fence building material uh, basically you just keep doing this over and over one of the action spaces allows you to take first player space so it's possible in the future turns it's going to pass back and forth but at the end of a round uh, after you have kind of done all of your workers every animal will breed in this game there are four types of animals it is sheep boars cows and horses the horses from the original expansion they they took it uh, and if every animal type that you have at least two of, you will get one more of that animal type. Uh, this is not like in normal life where you, if you can match them in pairs, you get one for every pair. No, it is not. Just as long as you have at least two. So if you had 20 horses, you're still just going to get one horse uh, to add during the breeding phase. Uh, then you will reset the main board. Anything where things got taken, you will refill with whatever the board tells you to. Uh, and anything that is still full uh, after it will get additional resources, much like in the last one. Uh, and it's usually whatever resource it was before. But there are it's in this one is the new type where they kind of put parentheses around things. So some of the animal ones. So for example, the one that starts with a boar. If that boar is still there, instead of getting another boar, it will actually get another sheep. It's a mechanic that kind of got started in this game, and I believe is kind of used in the the, the as people call it the sequel to Agricola, Caverna. Uh, we're going to talk about all those you know, a little bit in the future, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then this continues on and on it will last for eight rounds the the round is kind of kept track by these extra fences that are held off to the side every each person starts with nine of their own but the the board itself kind of has eight 
to work with, indicating there are eight rounds to work with once all those fences are gone. Uh, the game will end after that last round, uh, and then it's up to scoring. And the way scoring works uh, is basically, and I'm going to get a little my little scoring sheet reference so I don't forget anything. Every single animal that you have will be worth one point just on its own, but then there is also a bonus scoring for each of the animal types, which is slightly more complex, and they put, actually put that on the side of the inside of the the outside of the inside insert of the box. Uh, it has a little kind of scoring rubric type thing. Uh, any animal type that you have uh, between zero or three of, you are just going to straight up lose three points. Uh, and then based on the animal type, you're going to gain one, two, three, four. Uh, there usually is a breaking point where every additional animal will get you excess points. So say, for example, uh, I'm just going to go with one of them. Boars, uh, between zero and three, you lose three points. If you had between seven and eight, you get one point bonus point. If you had between nine and ten boars, you get two bonus points. If you had 11, it's three, 12, it's four, 13, it's five, and so on and so forth. And each animal has their own kind of preset requisite for where the bonus points start and kind of build up from. But uh, yeah, uh, the other things other than animals that you're going to score points on are the extensions. Every extension that you are able to completely fill with something or other. Uh, if it's just an empty, if there's one square on it that there is nothing uh, taking up space, be it a trough or some fenced in area or uh, a building, if it's if it isn't com somehow used other than uh, by either being empty or being not completely fenced off, uh, then it doesn't count. So if, as long as all of them are used, you will get four points for every extension that is completely used. Uh, and then each of the buildings that have been built uh, are worth various amounts of points. So the half-tempered house is worth five points. The open stables is two. The shelter is worthless. A stall is worth one. A, an upgraded stable is worth four. Uh, and the storage building, which is the only one that has a asterisk on it, will be worth a half a point for every... Uh, of your own building materials that you have left over at the end of the game. Uh, add all those up, and whoever has the most points after that wins the game. There you go. And you can feed your family, or you have fed your family, I guess, and you yeah, fed them not, well. <laughs> you don't, this is one of those games where you don't have to feed your family. That was the most <laughs> stressful part of the original game, is just going, all right, I gotta make enough food to feed my family. This one, you don't have to worry about that. This is the stress in this game really comes from. Do I have enough animals of each of the type of animals to be scoring points? Like, you you really have to worry. It's because of that kind of complex scoring structure, you're really concerned about, gosh, how am I going to get more animals? i got to get these animals so that I can, they can breed so I can really start scoring the points because I can't, I can't leave that behind. I really need to get that type of thing. So the, really the stress part is just getting a little bit of everything because the more things that you have a little bit of, the less you have to worry about kind of building up your score round around yeah yeah it's it's great though i love the the theme of this um game for some reason <laughs> something about <laughs> just generic agricultural <laughs> chores i guess that uh, really get me going <laughs> so that is different that the little i know between agricola and agricola big and small is the fact that you just mentioned that you've got more to feed uh, your family got to feed your family you got more chores to do so i guess it is enticing in that sense because i love those chores um, so I, let's talk a little bit about our experiences and then revisiting this game. Cause when, how long had it been since you played it before we played it recently? 
Oh boy, I think it, it, at least two years. I think there was one time we took it out to a restaurant uh, to play. I think we were like headed out. We just wanted to get out of the house and like watch some sports and maybe play some darts. And I brought this along. We also played this as well. And uh, it's it's one of those games where <clears throat> bringing it anywhere or playing it, it's only two players. So it's really it's it's just like any of those other two player games where it's it has to fit that specific criteria. So I don't usually take it out when I'm going to game because I want to something that plays more than two players. It's really more of a personal like, oh, we're headed to a restaurant or, oh, you know, we just want something to do while we while we wait for stuff, me and my wife. And so it's it 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 fits a very small region of things to play. So that's one of the reasons it doesn't get out of But the other reason is because it always seems like it's more stressful uh, than it's going to be. Like every time I'm just like, God, just worrying about how, having to get all those animals. It's just hitting all the boxes that I need to hit. It's I'm going to be honest, it's nowhere near as stressful as the original Agricola, but there's something about it that just it is imbued with that same stress level <laughs> from the original that it just kind of like bleeds into this one. So you're just like, oh god, I just, ugh. but really, it is it is a lot simpler. It's not in any way more complex uh, than the original one. And I I, I think brain burning wise, I don't think it's that. I, I don't even think it's as brain burning as the original. Yeah. But there's just something about it where I think about it and I go, oh god, it's gonna be. Just trying to figure out how to get those animals just kind of puts a weight on me that I'm just never ready for. But once I actually get into it, I do not mind. But I kind of forget it after all that time has passed. <laughs> yeah, I similar experience in that. I remember this being much more of a stressful game experience in general. Like I just remember feeling like I was, um, I don't know, just like uh, really – uh, furrowing my brow over all these decisions and this time when we played it again and it remembered me i just felt like oh wow this is so fun this game is actually yeah. pretty great <laughs> and i don't know why i had that memory to be honest i think i think part of it might have been like i bought this game through the app it's app it has a pretty great app and so i played it all through there and i think i learned it through there too and so you know when you're learning a game not with someone <laughs> i feel like that's always a harder experience mentally at least for me i'm like wait why did the app just do that and i'm looking for the reason that the app just did that okay well now i'm going to do something else oh it did something else what did it do for so <laughs> even though i think i know the rules there's always some weird quirk that it does or does too fast and i don't quite get what's going on so maybe that was my memory of fighting the app mentally as well but um, but yeah, I was just just so happily surprised by this game because I was expecting more of a, a very serious kind of, you know, uh, get the animals. Oh, I got to make these very crucial decisions, and I got to do it. Oh, it's a good. Or I got to be, um, I don't know. I got to make the right decisions. That if I don't, I'll get. I'll as in you can with euros. I'll feel like I'm left behind. I'm never going to catch up. But this does a great game uh, or a great job of creating so many um, things that you can do within the structure of the game each turn. That you never feel like your turn is wasted. You might not get everything you want, but you definitely can do several actions to create a strategy out of whatever's presented uh, for you, to you, I should say. And so, you know, I shouldn't expect any less from Uwe Rosenberg, but still, it, it surprised me by how open and not restrictive this game felt. And for some reason, that was my feeling, is that, oh, this is kind of a restrictive game. <laughs> it's so weird. I wonder <laughs> if it's like a, the Nelson Mandela effect or, <laughs> or the Mandela effect, they call it. 
But um, but yeah, no, it was fun revisiting. I really, really like this game. It, it reminded me kind of of some other classic, you know, Euro-ish type games. It sort of reminds me of Oh My Goods in not like exact gameplay, but just the feel of it for some reason to me feels Oh My Goodsy, and which is a good thing. I like that game too. This is a really cute game. Like this is <laughs> just such a cute game with all its little animal meeples and the little farm, like plots and pastures. You can expand your farmland. You can build your little fences. You can make your little sheds. <laughs> it's got a lot of <laughs> cute little uh, things to it, and so it's fun to engage with, like just tactly, tactly. There we go. And yes. and uh, the only one thing I feel is kind of a bummer is I wish the actual uh, player action discs were different because everything else is like so well you know there's animal shapes and fences and the sheds and then it's just like just generic blue disc blue and red discs <laughs> yeah and it just feels like oh they could have judged that up slightly like at least i, I know, you know there are stickers out there i know for the original one they released stickers for the original one so i'm sure oh, you could they? probably get stickers for the original and use it for this Okay. Uh, it it didn't come in the original, but you could like as like a promo or whatever. There were there were stickers, and it's not really that hard to get sticker paper and print your own. So you could you can kind of figure something out to do that. But yeah, it is a little weird that it doesn't come with something because yeah, the everything else kind of has its own character to it, whereas the 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 player uh, worker tokens are just kind of blah. Which is a little weird. <laughs> it is a little weird. This kind of reminds me of, of definitely Euro games of this era. Like I remember, I feel like um, customized, like specific meeples were kind of becoming like a really cool thing in this period of time. This came out in 2012, and uh, so th- it was a really like a big draw. But it was also a very Euro <laughs> thing to like we are doing some of them, and then we just stop. We're just stop trying. <laughs> so we like, <laughs> these are really cool. And then we ran out of the budget or inspiration. And now we're just doing discs of a certain color. <laughs> and that's all you deserve. So I don't know. I think it's a very <laughs> of its time feature, which kind of makes me laugh. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things where as, as time progressed, they started kind of getting better at doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, in the I, the version of this game that I have, even the wood tokens and reed tokens and stone, it's just a color, a small colored disc is all it is. Uh, in a lot of the the newer versions of all the Agricolas and Cavernas of the like, they kind of have more uh, tokens that are shaped like it. So the wood kind of looks like a a log of wood, and the stone kind of looks like a stone, and the reed. I don't even remember. I, I don't know what it would be, but I think in the newer version, the reed is shaped like something. I still have the older version of the original Agricola, so everything still is a disc to me, <laughs> other than the animals. The animals is like the one thing where they're like, yeah, we'll definitely make that shaped like that. Right. But the, everything else is like, yeah, disc, that's fine. Yeah, discs yeah, are It's going to cost too much to get the actual shaped piece. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I, okay, I get the coal or the uh, stone, whatever, although it should be gray, not black, but I think. <laughs> but... Uh, but the reed, I mean, they could have done something with the reed. I feel like that should have been something. It's just a white disc. It's just, oh, man, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, they just gave up. They're like, whatever, discs for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but yeah, but this game is so good. It, it really does hold up still. I mean, for a game that's, um, you know, almost 10 years old, it, it really does feel pretty contemporary. Uh, the gameplay is great. It it feels fun to engage with, easy to learn. Um, the 
the replayability I think is pretty good. I don't play obviously we haven't played this game a lot or I have it at least, but I've played it several times over the course of several years and every time I'm kind of trying to do something new or, or things present themselves in a different way. And so I definitely feel like um there's quite a bit of replayability here. I think it's probably not a game like a lot of straight two-player games that you're going to play tons unless you're really really yeah. into it, but it's definitely a game I think that you'll probably would probably play several times a year if you do like it. Or you'll forget about it for as many years and then come back to it and play it several times. I don't know. Come back to it, dread it a little bit, and then realize, ah, I shouldn't have been dreading this. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know why I've been dreading it at all. Um, yeah, what else can we say? I think everything about it is pretty great. The presentation, like I said, is besides the meeples, the board is really well designed. The iconography is very clear. It's... Um, you know, it's some. It's one of the rare euros too that euros. I think, of course, are not known to be. They could be interchangeable with a theme, and this one, I guess, you could say that about. But it honestly does fit its theme really, really well. Uh, at for a, a euro, it it feels appropriate that your you know the animals sort of. Uh, one of the things I think that makes it really kind of feel alive is that the animals actually breed on their own. You don't do anything; they just breed, and I think that's so cool. That's such a cool mechanism here. Is that you can um, kind of let uh, pair the animals up and let them do their thing, and they just sort of bring you points. <laughs> I just really love that idea that it's got its own engine that fires off within the game. Um, but yeah, this game is pretty pretty stellar all around. What else can you add? Anything else you want to add about the game itself? The game itself? No, I think we covered most of it. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's talk about taking it out then. So this, as Alex mentioned, and uh, is a two-player game. It's going to be just you and one other person. So usually with this setup, it's going to be pretty easy for uh, you to take it out. So in this scenario, you're going to have one board in the middle of the table. That is the action board where you're going to be placing your action discs, uh, and then you're going to be doing something based on uh, the location that you placed. There's also going to be uh, little bits and pieces around the board in the middle of the table. So you're probably going to have a collection of little uh, sheds that you can draw from. You're going to have a collection of, um, let's see, it would be wood discs and stone discs and then reed discs. Um, as well as you're going to have a pool of the little creature maples. So there's four of those. There's sheep, horses, pigs, and uh, cows. Uh, those are going to be somewhere. <laughs> There's a lot of little like cups of things in this game. That's the one downside yeah. of it. But if you're like a lot of gamers and you have those little bowls and you carry those with you or you have some little containment system, it actually isn't too bad. The only other thing beyond that uh, – or two other things actually – one is going to be the uh, what do they call the upgrade tile, the trophy tiles, or the 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 expansion tiles? Is that what they're called? The uh, the <laughs> there there are the special buildings. Special and buildings. Like, there we go. That's what I was trying <laughs> to say. The special building tiles, and then you're going to have a uh, the stack of the um, what do they call it? It's shed, not sheds, but uh, stables. So stall, stall, there stalls, we go. stalls, uh, the stall tile, which flip over to be a stable. Um, so those are a big stack of those buildings. So you can build a lot of those if you need to, but you're going to only have one of the, uh, one row of the, um, and I forgot their names, special buildings, special buildings. <laughs> Uh, and they have to be displayed in a row because there's one and they're gone. And so you need to see what all of them are, there are out there and what are still available. Um, 
Then beyond that, you're going to have the pasture land expansions or the farmland expansion tiles. And those are a large tile, uh, one by three. So it's the si- the height of your little farm stead by one section or by one uh, tile in width. So you're just going to add one tile in width at a time to your little farmstead. And speaking of your little farmstead, let's talk about what's in front of you. So in front of you is going to be your starting little farm farmstead. And then as you grow the game, you're going to potentially expand that. Most likely you will because that's a great way of getting points um, is to keep expanding that out with little pasture land. And besides that, you're going to have uh, each round your action tokens. You're going to have three of those in front of you. You're going to be playing them onto the action board or the central board throughout the game. And then you're going to have the resources that you have collected um, each round. So those are going to change and fluctuate, but they're going to be kind of in and out. You'll probably have a few things in front of you or at least a couple of things in front of you most rounds. Uh, on your board is everything else. So the everything on your board is your animals, the fences that you are placing. I guess until you place them, they will be next to your board. But on your board is going to be the fences that you have placed and the tiles that you placed and uh, anything else you place <laughs> should choose to place. I don't know. Put, put some dice in there. Put your yeah. drink on there. Put your drink on there. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a lot of pieces to take this out. But the fact that it's a two-player game kind of mitigates this in being like a table hog. Everything here is pretty small and compact, and so if you have some bowls for the for the meeples and the uh, resources, it's you're going to be able to consolidate this pretty easily. And it, I'd say, it definitely passes the central table test uh, or the central meal test because you can kind of put these things to the side, and the central board can put sort of wherever it needs to be put for everyone to see it. The iconography is really good on it, and so even if you kind of have played the game before or you've taken a look at it, you're, you're probably going to know pretty easily at a quick glance what each location does. You don't have to be like, what does this one do again? It's it's pretty straightforward, so you don't have to be super close to it. Um, the vibe of this game is great. I Once again, for some reason, my memory was I'm just like pulling my hair out, focusing deeply on my turn and stressing about like, oh my god, what do I do? And I would get the perfect turn. And, but I felt like the vibe was great. <laughs> it really it feels kind of light. You're definitely thinking about your turn, but there's a lot of up and down moments of like... Um, Nothing. It's not huge swings like a press your luck game, but it definitely feels like, oh, I wanted to go there. Okay, I got to reimagine or rethink about what I'm going to do here with my turn. Do I just do I get all the fences? I mean, that's pretty good. Do I take the first token back? Um, the other great thing about this game is that the resources are cumulative. So if they weren't taken last round, they get even they, the previous resources stay there, and so even more come on top of them. And so you can get these really fun windfall moments in the game of, oh, man, I'm rolling in stone. And just uh, that's so rare, I feel like, for a lot of Euro games. But this one definitely does it well. So the vibe, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, Who's it for and who's not for? I think this game is definitely for, gosh, I mean, it's an an Uwe Rosenberg classic game with Agricola. Um, I think this is pretty broadly applicable to a lot of gamers. It's not... I wouldn't call it an intro game, maybe, but it's pretty close. It's pretty accessible, but there is kind of some um, – there's definitely strategy here for sure. And I feel like if you, you're new to this game and someone's played it a lot, they're just going to destroy you. But that's kind of not really what the game's about. It's still fun to kind of just try to build your farm out as best you can. Uh, so I don't know. How would you how would you phrase that? What do you think is the best way to define I mean- that? The best way I can say it is if if you've played games like Agricola or Caverna before, I think the niche for this is that it plays a lot faster. Those other games, they're going to take you at least an hour and a half 
uh, maybe less if if you really know your stuff and you both kind of can move pretty quickly. This one, it does not take that long to play. It plays really quickly. And so if you if you really like the feel, the vibe of those kind of worker placement, those really gritty worker placement games, but you kind of want to condense it down into a smaller time factor, I think this is a perfect fit for that because that is exactly what this does. It takes all of those kind of interesting decisions of, you know, if I make this move and then he makes that move, what what good moves do I have left? Or if I do this move, is that really helping me for any future moves down the line? Or I really want to do this, but that's like three turns down the line. What are the moves I need to do in order to be ready for that move? And do I have to worry about my the my opponent getting in the way? And if he does, how can I mitigate that by doing something else? Like it's a lot of future planning to do really cool things. And it, it's the same thing in the original Agricola and Caverna that are out there, but it's it's just much more stripped down to just the key components that really need to be there to still get that feel. So it's really more of a time factor than anything. Uh, so if, if you really like everything that's in Agricola, but you don't care about the time, just play Agricola. Uh, if you want something where you can kind of fit it into like, oh, we just want to fit this into a lunch or something like that, this is perfect. This is exactly what you're looking for. Uh, but you're just it's just going to be limited to two people, though. That's the unfortunate thing. Hmm. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I like that. That's a good way to take it or put it. Um, but for sure, if you are someone who loves two players specifically and you just like to game, this is a easy recommend in any way so there's hard hard to find flaws in this game it just might not be for certain i don't know certain people if you just really like light stuff then this might not be for you there are definite considerations to make there's definite there's not stress at least not the stress that we remember but there is (laughs) definite decisions to be made yay one way or directions to be uh walked towards or headed towards one way or the other on your turn do i do this do i go for those resources there's really cool um elements of well if i do this i know they're going to get that but then they might be doing something else and so as you're kind of all watching these resources pile up on these areas including the fences both of you are sort of like oh okay when are they going to get that do i get it now i mean that's a lot of fences right. <laughs> so, and fences you know you can't get any more fences except one way um so you, you really do have these great consideration moments of um pressing your luck for another turn or just grabbing all the resources now and then setting yourself up for the next turn of doing purchasing or laying out of stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of is if you're just a simple, uh, really like some basic, basic games or games without tough decisions or Euro decisions, or you just like let American me, type games. Let me put it this way. It kind of piggybacking off that in all the games I've played of Agricola and all the games I've played of Agricola, all creatures, big and small, I've never had a single game of all creatures, big and small where I felt like I was in a position where I was doomed. I always felt like I had some choice, even may, even though it may not have been the choice I wanted to do or something where I feel like it's going to be the game winner. At least I felt like I was achieving something in the game. Sure. There have been plenty of games in the original one where I'm like, this is it. It's over. After that one move, I'm dead. There's no way I can recover. Right. There have been plenty of those games, either just playing my wife or playing. There have been points where I was literally yelling at someone for making an unoptimal move that not only just 
crushed me. It didn't help them. It just helped a third person that wasn't them. And I'm like, why are you doing that? And they're because, because it's making you so angry. That's why. And it's, oh God, it's, it's that, that is the type of thing that you're kind of avoiding with this game. It's, it's less of those, those moments of, well, now there's why am I even bothering playing this thing? Because everything has gone so wrong. Everything doesn't go so wrong unless you really are making somehow really suboptimal moves. In which case, I think you're just kind of playing your own game of I wonder how much wood I can collect uh, but other than that you know it's it there's a little bit less stress in this game there's a little bit less uh, doom and gloom uh, if you don't make the right moves yeah yeah for sure it does feel lighter like it less punishing um, very accessible I don't know this is kind of like a you actually as a euro game maybe not for gaming an intro game but a good intro to euro gaming for sure yes um, I would I definitely would say that so Oh, Agricola Cruz. You're such a great game. <laughs> I just it's so funny like how we're both remembering it's so like tense and it's just like, oh, it's so fun and light. I feel like it's probably you know, we're trying to talk about this and I think it's probably this these these mechanisms since it's come out or the feel of these like um uh, you know, tense but not hyper tense or, or hard decision turns are more common now in games. You kind of have a lot of games that do this. And so it sort of for, sort of feels normalized, I guess, in a bit. Maybe at the time it was more of a oh I gotta figure this out, do this right. <laughs> But anyway, uh, would your mom like it? I oh, I think she would be. Uh, I think it's all right. It's got it's a two player only game, so I think that's not super your what your mom's into. And I feel like because there are some uh, uh, many different decisions to do here that are not necessarily clear. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say this is a maybe no. I could see her mom getting, I don't know, being like interested in it, but I don't think she would really like it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going straight up no. I can't <laughs> okay. see any. It's Again, as you mentioned, two player. There's a lot of like you need to make really like informed decisions. Not really informed, I guess. It's just informed decisions. You kind of have to plan things out, think two or three steps ahead. She's much more of a, you know, I'll, I, I, there's two decisions I can make at this point. I don't have to think in the future. She doesn't like those things. So no, this is, this is, there's nothing in this game where she can kind of revel in something that immediately happened. It's much more of a, a game where you revel in the plan that you made that kind of fell off without a hitch. And she's, she, she never gets off on those moments. It's really just about watching either someone screw up or her, you know, failing miserably because of a bad role. And so that, that this has none of that. So no, I'm, she would not enjoy this game. <laughs> Even though there are animeeples in this game, which my wife loves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the animals are so perfect. I bet the animals are the reason why a lot of people bought this game. <laughs> it's probably the reason why people initially bought it. They're like, oh, this game's actually really good. <laughs> uh, they are very well done. I give them that. Uh, all right. Well, that is Agricola, all creatures big and small. So it is pretty great. I We definitely recommend checking this one out. It is still a game you can buy all over the place. I see it in game stores um, all the time. It is still in print. And you can get it online. Uh, it's relatively inexpensive. And you're definitely, I feel like you're definitely going to get your money's worth out of this one. Even if you only play it every few years. It's still a great one. Uh, also, I will mention that they do have an app for the game. I think it's pretty well done. Um, I believe you can do, like, pass and play. Or there might be um, 
version where you can take turns through the app. I'm not really sure if each of you have the app or something like that. But I do know that the app itself is well done if you're just a solo player. Um, and I think there's even a version on Steam, maybe? I could be wrong about that. But uh, either way, however <laughs> you're going to get your hands on this one, it is definitely worth playing. And it also, we were talking about this too, it makes me inspired to go and check out uh, the actual original Agricola and even Caverna, which I have not played. So I'm excited to be in the Agricola world. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the AU, they call it. The Agricola universe. The, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of that, I'm just going to go quickly into all of those things. All I right. said I'd talk break about Break it them. down. Let's break it down. I mean, oddly enough, I'm going to go chronologically here Ooh. because there's you can kind of see the flow that Ue was in when he did these games. So the original one, uh, the big behemoth Agricola, which they've actually made a second edition of where they kind of split a few things off. Uh, is kind of the bigger game. You can play up to seven people. The kind of interesting thing about it, the, the thing that most people, when they go, what's your favorite part about Agricola when they say it's their favorite game? Uh, there is one mechanic. There is a card mechanic. <clears throat> there are two types of cards. There are occupation cards, and there are minor improvement cards, and throughout the game you can go to spaces to be able to play them. It may cost you a little bit or will cost you more for every additional one that you play, usually food. Uh, and as, as I mentioned before, food is very stressful because you must feed your family because if you can't, uh, you, you will take a lot of negative points. So you're usually worrying mostly about food in the game. But these occupations and minor improvements kind of give you a way to kind of bend the rules for just yourself. So there are ones where it's like, oh, you play this and for every future round you get this additional resource or... If you play this particular minor improvement, every time you go to this space, you get additional stuff. Or every time an opponent goes to this space, you get additional stuff. Or it's going to be cheaper to do fences for you in the future. Or you're going to gain more points for these types of buildings. Or you don't have to go through these stages. You can you can upgrade to this type of building without having to go to this intermediary stage. It allows you to kind of break these rules. And so the, the game, for a lot of people, is the pre part of what people would consider the game, which is just looking at these cards and going, what is my game plan here? And so that is where the interesting thing for most people of Agricola is, is going, look at these cards. What do I want to do? Which one of, of these am I going to prioritize? Uh, I have played games where you card draft, where you look and go, all right, I'm going to keep this one, and you pass on your cards to the to the left, and you grab the cards from your right, and you go, all right, now of these, which one are going to build towards what I'm kind of doing here? And you kind of do that, and so you build a strategy off of that to go into the game. And so that is kind of the important thing of Agricola uh the all creatures big and small kind of completely remove the card thing and in turn add the kind of special buildings the four special buildings that are in there into it uh and it tinkered with a couple of the mechanisms here and there and got rid of the food aspect so you know i've already kind of mentioned all that there are expansions to this uh all creatures big and small which are uh even uh, I'm sorry, more buildings at big and small and also even more buildings big and small. So there are two expansions which just add uh, basically more special buildings. Uh, so instead of just having four, there are a bunch of other buildings that are included. So things like a log house, a pig stall. So you can kind of customize so that in, in turn it makes it more of a these are the cards, but they're really buildings that anyone can get as long as it's still there, uh, which as we go forward in time, is where kind of Caverna went. And in Caverna, again, there's no cards you're playing, but 
the building aspect, all the buildings that will kind of guide you towards your strategy are, are there. You can build things in this one just like in that one. And also now there are kind of two sides. There's a spot where you put all of your buildings and the other side where you're kind of doing all your farming and animal stuff. And so you're kind of building things out in that aspect. There's a lot more room in there. You're kind of picking and choosing as you go. All right, if I do this, I'm going to get these buildings and that allows me to do these things. And, you know, I noticed I have a lot of excess of this resource. So if I get that building, I can kind of make a thing go work off of that. So the caverna is kind of like to me, kind of a mix of both Agricola in its scope and also a mix of the big and small with the building aspect. For me, I really enjoy uh, Caverna a lot more because I like that. I, I never feel like I get screwed by the cards mm. at any point in time of, oh, God, you know, this card is completely useless and this is useless, but this one's okay. But after my opponent played that card, it makes the card that I kind of picked kind of useless and I'm kind of stuck in a situation whereas with a uh, caverna you know I can kind of mend my way I can kind of bend my strategy as I go along because I'm never kind of locked into what's in my hand everything's out there the only time I get kind of uh, pinged is if someone grabs a building before I do which you know I should usually be able to tell what buildings that they are going to grab there's nothing nothing comes out of the blue in Caverna, which I kind of like. I can kind of see something coming, and if I didn't, really, that's on me for not seeing it. And so that's kind of where things went. And also, uh, there is a, a small box version, a two-player variant of uh, Caverna. I think it's called Head to Head or like two... I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's very similar to the other one. I haven't played it, but it, I've heard very good things about it as well, um, the two-player version of Caverna. So that, that's right. everything. That's the full scope of things I know. <laughs> All right. Well, that is pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited to check them out. Maybe we'll talk about it. Neither of those games are really easy to take out. So, especially <laughs> the Caverna. The big ones, no. <laughs> uh, it's possibly the two-player version of Caverna we might come back to at some point. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Caverna itself, though, the original is by far a massive, yeah. massive game. Massive. Endless tiles. So... Um, but perhaps we'll, we'll talk about it when we can. I do want to check them out. So, uh, in lieu of rhymes, I think we'll do, we'll have, we have talked about the expansions and we've kind of gone on long enough tonight. So I think we'll just call it here, everyone. Um, but yeah, let us know. Of course, you can reach out to talk to us in a couple different ways. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out a comment from there. We would love to hear from you. Let us know what else we could uh, play for our bar series. And, um, yeah, let us know your thoughts on anything that we have talked about or uh, what you're playing right now. We'd love to hear from you guys. All right, everyone. Thanks again, and uh, we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.